Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Right, uh, let's get into the words. Hallelujah. So the theme for the month is a beautiful theme. Uh, Our theme is greater. Uh, Somebody say greater. Greater. There's a problem here with this theme because uh, others say greater. Others say greater. So it doesn't matter. Please don't worry. You can just say it the way you want to say it. Somebody say greater. Hallelujah. Amen. We have already established that they are great people. They are great places. They are great positions. They are great many things that you can count uh, that we have seen under the sun. But God is greater than all of them. And everything that is born of God is actually even greater than all of those things because greater is He who is in the inside of us than the one that is in the world. So then this says to us, if there is anything that tries to assert itself as greater in front of us, we need to always remember that we have a greater one residing in the inside of us. Somebody say amen. God is so great. The Bible says he is the one who lives in the inside of us. And therefore, even just that revelation on its own can take you far in life, knowing that he is greater than anything that you will ever face in your life. Somebody say amen. And this morning, the title of my message is, he is greater than works. Greater than works. Some will say greater than works. He's greater than works. Our God is great. And indeed, He has called us to proclaim His greatness. The reason why we are saved, the reason why God wants us to be His children, it is so that He can proclaim His greatness. He wants to proclaim His greatness everywhere we go. Wherever we may find ourselves, God wants to proclaim His greatness in and through us. I believe we have done justice in um, teaching us that He is greater than people and that He also uh, sits on the throne of a kingdom. He rules over a kingdom that is greater than any other kingdoms. Somebody say amen. So this great God that we serve is also a God that does great works. Turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter number 11, verse number 32. The Bible says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I want us to zero in on the B part of the scripture. And I would like for each and every one of us to read it as loud as we can. So if you don't know which one is the B part, it's the one that says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great 
exploits. One, two, three, go. Come on, one more time. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. One more time. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. One more time to shame the devil. But the people who know their God shall be strong and shall... Hallelujah. Amen. That was Panasonic enough. I loved it. Now in the easy translation, this word exploits is translated as work. So in other words, the people that know their God shall be strong and they shall work. And they shall work. So knowing God does not then say we must be lazy people. Because the Bible says in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, verse number 10, it says that if you do not work, you will not eat. And I love it because when we take note of it, when we take note of the choice of words used in this scripture, it says if you do not work, it does not say if you are not employed. So your food comes from your work, not from your employment. Many people have been even holding a grudge against God because they are not eating. But the problem is they are not working. God has made it clear in his word that if you do not work, you will not eat. Am I condoning unemployment? No. Is God then saying we must not be employed? No. But God is saying we need to become workers so that even when we are employed, we can be those who work. Because there are many people who are employed but are not workers. That is why you will find them not growing because they are not workers. So God would want us to be workers. Why does God want us to be workers? He wants us to be workers because he's also a worker. Aibo, creation, Bazalan. A lot of work. God is a worker. Even right now he's busy transforming your life. That's work. I don't know about you, but I mean, to God, I'm a man. Work. He's engaged working on me. Working on me. God is a worker. We must also be workers. Now, not only are there great people, great kingdoms, but there are also great works. Or we can even say people who do great works. There are different people in different spheres of influence and also even in different kingdoms who have done great things, 
who have done great works. There are many great inventions. Even right now, as you are seated there, you are sitting on somebody's invention. Somebody invented the chair that you are sitting on. And when they invented it, they became great. Look at us today. We are sitting on their greatness. People have done great and mighty works to build their names, to cause themselves to be known as great people so that they can be honored, so that they can be famous. But the greatest problem that we have seen is that people then forget who is the source of their greatness. Because God himself is the one who is the source of everyone's greatness. Anyone you can think of. Be it they belong to the kingdom of God or not. Be it they acknowledge the fact that it is God who has made them great or not. Because take for instance, it is the brain that caused the person who invented the chair you are sitting on to decide on inventing the chair to have the capacity of inventing the chair. So if you can go and manufacture your own brain, then we can say you have made yourself great. Whether they acknowledge it or they don't, it is God who has made them great. Genesis chapter number 11, verse number 4. The Bible says, And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. So they wanted to make themselves famous. That's why what they had built was destroyed. That's why when they came together and built the Tower of Babel, it was a great invention. It was a great thing that they did. It showed how great they were. And it showed that when they were united, they were able to do such a great thing. However, they forgot who does greatness flow from. And they lost what they had built it is good and it is encouraged to desire to do great works it is good to aspire to do great things it is good to aspire to have a great name but it is important that no matter how great we can be or how much of great works we can achieve that we always remember God is the source of our greatness. God must always be greater than our works. Many of us, once we have worked and achieved great things, we then make our great works to be God over us. We make our great names to be God in our lives. We idolize our businesses that are so great. We idolize our ideas that are so great. In such a way that 
We cannot even talk to you anymore because of the great name that you have. No one can even correct you anymore. You are a government unto yourself. Even God himself cannot reach you because of a great name that you have or because of the great work that you have achieved. So it is important that each and every time as we aspire, as I said earlier on, it is encouraged that we aspire to be great. However, first things first, and that is to know that God is the source of our greatness, that we remain steadfast in our knowledge of the fact that God is greater than anything. He's greater than the great name that he has given you. He is greater than the great work that he has allowed you to do. Somebody say, Amen. So, it is because of him that we are able to be great and to do great works. So when we become great, we must remember not to replace God with our greatness. God remains God. Jeremiah chapter number 45, verse number 5. The Bible says, And do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them. For behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord. But I will give your life to you as a prize in all places, wherever you go. If you don't seek greatness for yourself, but you seek it unto the glory of God. We need to always remember that our great works must glorify God. So there's a question that I want to pose on us this morning. This greatness that you aspire, be it in ministry, be it in business, be it in your career, climbing the corporate ladder, why are you aspiring to be so great? Is it unto your own name, unto your own fame, or is it unto God and unto the glory of God? Matthew chapter number five, verse number 16. The Bible says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So whatever good work that you, you engage on, the end product must be people must glorify your Father in heaven. Many of us want the fame. I once had a pastor preaching very powerfully and he said, men were not made to receive the glory. That is why when they receive the glory, they self-destruct. That is why you find people who are very famous, self-destructing, some of them at the peak of their fame, some of them at the peak of their greatness because they are receiving the glory. So each time you receive the applause of men, there must be an outlet. And that outlet is to glorify God, who is the source of all greatness. Somebody say, Amen. You, as much as you aspire to be great, you must always have the outlet to give the one who is the source of all greatness. He can handle the glory. He can handle the glory. You can't. So everything that we do, no matter how great it can be, it must be 
unto the glory of God. It must glorify our God. So now since from the beginning, God has done great things. It's not a new thing that God is doing great things. Whenever you hear us that God is doing great things, it's not a new thing. He has always done great things. God has done great things. He created the heavens and the earth. And he said, it is good. I mean, really, God, the hills and the valleys, the mountains, the oceans, even the soil, the ground that we walk upon, you mean it's just good? He said it is good, created the heavens and the earth, the sky, created the clouds, created the heavens of heavens. But he says it is good. Why? It is because no matter how great it is in our eyes, it's nothing to him. He had something up his sleeves. That is why he said when he created the heavens and the earth and everything in them, he just said it is good because he had a greater work up his sleeves. He then said, let us make man in our own image. Ah, God was embarking on a journey of making something greater than what he has made before. So in case someone has ever told you that you are nothing, in case someone has ever told you that you will amount to nothing, if someone ever told you that maybe you are not beautiful enough, that maybe you are not clever enough, just know that you are a masterpiece. When God made you, he said, it is very good. He did not just say it is good because it was a greatest work that he has ever done. Life happens and people tell us things and they say you are this, you are that and you are the other. And then we believe them and it becomes a stronghold in our hearts and in our minds. And we forget that God who made us said it was very good. Somebody say it's very good. Point to yourself and say, I am a very good project. Yes, God embarked on a project of making you like him. And he said, it is very good. In other words, everything else that he had done before was just good. But he saved the greatest work for his image. Giving us his image, it cannot get any better than that. Somebody say amen. He created everything that we see, but we are the, his masterpiece. We are his greater work in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Genesis chapter number one, that is. And also David in, in Psalm chapter number 71, verse number 19, he said, also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You who done great things, you who have done great things, oh God, who is like you? Psalm chapter number 106, verse number 21, the Bible says, they forgot God, their savior, who had done great things in Egypt. God continues to do great things. Did not stop by creation. It did not stop when he created you and me, but he still continues to do great works. He still continues to do 
great things, even today. And all of the inventions that we see today, they are the works of God through people. Even right now, as God still does great things, you and I can still become candidates for God to do great and mighty works through. Somebody say, Amen. A man named Job saw God doing great things. And he wrote in the book of Job, chapter number five, verse number nine, he said, talking about God, who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He also said in, verse number, in, in chapter number nine, verse number 10, he does great things past finding out. Yes, wonders without number. Also, in chapter number 37, verse number five, he said, God thunders marvelously with his voice. He does great things which we cannot comprehend. Job here had a revelation of a man who can do great things that cannot be numbered. He had a revelation of a man who can do great things that we cannot comprehend. I don't know about you, but I always say that I am trusting God for a testimony that I cannot comprehend. You know, when you cannot comprehend, you cannot articulate. When you cannot comprehend something, you cannot make another person understand. So I don't know about you, but I am trusting God for a testimony that I will not be able to put into words. I said that Pinoni a testimony that will cause me to say, mm. Mabeti testifying, getting mm. Mabeti also so shooting testimony, getting mm. Mabeti when then, getting mm. Mabeti when then, getting I see someone saying mm very soon. Ah, a great God who does things that cannot be comprehended. It's the very same God that we serve. But because you don't have the words. You cannot explain it. If somebody wants to know how did it happen, you cannot put it into words. You cannot articulate it in such a way that you are all over the show because you don't know. Sometimes you even want to whisper to someone. Because now you, you, you don't know who's with him. Eh? Usale unetiwe, upele, uguazi. Yeah. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. Ngazuti maninga, my testimonies, ebes logo siguazu, gua comprehend to talk, no. Gite one, gati two, gati three. Ay, washangan. But unkulukula rakshangan nisango, kulukulubake. In such a way that you cannot even comprehend. And when you sit down to tell about his goodness, you don't know what to say and you don't know where to start. But this is 20 minutes, but just one hour because to put these great things done by a great God into words, 
into mere words. The greatness of God. Job said he does things that we cannot comprehend because he had seen him. May you see him. I said, may you see him in the name of Jesus Christ. So all of the great things that God has done and all of the great things that God continues to do, all of those things are for His people. God is for us. That is why He even says, who can be against us? Because He is for us and everything that He does, He is doing for us. Every great work that God engages in, it is for us because He loves us and He knows that here on earth there's going to be many oppositions. He knows that here on earth there's going to be a lot of things that try to hinder us from attaining the greatness that God would want us to attain. That is why then He says, Me I am still available to continue from where I left off. When I made you, I made a great invention, but I am continuing because the great thing that you are requires great power, requires great things here on earth. Somebody say, Amen. Judges chapter number two, verse number seven, the Bible says, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. He does it for who? For Israel. So he does it for us. Psalm chapter number 126, verse number two, it says, Then our mouth was filled with laughter. May you laugh. Yeah, 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 someone here is about to laugh. The laughter of the greatness of God in their family. The laughter of the greatness of God in their business. The laughter of the greatness of God in their, in, in, in their business. Someone here under the sound of my voice, you are about to laugh at what God has done. Remember when Sarah was pregnant, after so many years, the Bible says even her womb was no longer in a shape where she can be able to conceive. But then the great God came with His great works. And He came and did things that no man can do. And the Bible says Sarah laughed. Maybe someone else can judge Sarah in saying that Sarah shouldn't have laughed because the Lord was speaking. But the thing that the Lord had done for her was too great. That is why she laughed. May you laugh. May you laugh. Is somebody receiving it? May you, may you laugh. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has done great things. He does great things. He continues to do great things. So when God does great things for us, He wants us to tell others. He does not want us to take credit for what He has done. God is one person who wants it to be known that it is Him who has done it. Mfundisi always tells us that the enemy does not care. If you do some things for his kingdom, he does not care that he is not mentioned. 
In fact, when you say it is the devil, even the very people who are doing those things can even be against you because they don't want it to be known that it is the devil making them do all of those things and the devil does not care. As long as his mission is accomplished to kill, to steal and to destroy, he does not mind. Whoever does it and does it and owns it and says it is them doing it, he does not mind. But when it comes to our God, when he does mighty and great things, he does them and he wants us to give him credit. He does them and he wants us to tell the world about what he has done. Listen to what the Bible says in in the book of Mark, chapter number 5, verse number 19. Oh, I see someone saying, see what the Lord has done. The great God that we serve. I see somebody singing that song, saying, see what the Lord has done. See for yourself, because I can't articulate it. I can't put it into words. I see someone holding their Samuel. I see someone holding what they have always been waiting for. Halabashantaya. Because of a great God. Because of a great God. Because of a great God. What a song we were given beginning of the year. Because as if God knew that there are some testimonies that we will not be able to comprehend, we must just see for yourself. So whoever we want to testify to, we want to testify to, we will have to call them and say, see what the Lord has done. Somebody say yes. Hallelujah. See what the Lord has done. Mark chapter number 5 verse number 19 the Bible says however Jesus did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends and tell them that great things the Lord has done for you and how he has how he had compassion on you so God says go home Jesus here says, go home, go home, go home and tell them what the Lord has done. Many of us don't even want our family members to know that we are saved. But he says, go home and tell them what the Lord has done. Many of us, when we come with our brand new cars at home, we say that uh, it is because I went to school and it is because I have my degree, it is because I found a job. How many people out there who are even more educated than you are, but they don't have what you have. It is because of God that you are able to have what you have today. And it is important that you go home and you tell them and say, see what the Lord has done in my life. See what the Lord has done in my family. See what the Lord has done in my career and in my business. Why? Because God wants to receive the glory. God is not shy about wanting the glory. He wants it and it belongs to him. And I said earlier on, he can handle it. So give it to him. said, go home. Tell your friends. Many of us don't tell our family members. Many of us don't tell our friends that it is God who has caused us to be able to make the wealth that we are making. We don't tell them because we want to be seen as those who are high, as those who are better, as those who can do things, as those who are 
for as long as usathu uzwazi ukuzihlanganisela uzohlanganisela kuyoze kubuya uJesu sihlobo sami and izinto zakho ngeke zize ihlangana nendlela ekufanele ihlangane ngayo ngoba ukhona umhlanganisi wezinto who does greater things than things that you can ever even think of the bible says it's things that we cannot even uh, that have not even entered into a heart of a man so the things that god does for you it's not about you but it's about god receiving his glory somebody say amen look chapter number 1 verse number 49 it says for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name Luke chapter number 8 verse number 39 says return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you and he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him maybe the salvation of your family members lies on you telling them that it is God who has done it it's not me it's God it's not me it's God it's not because I am clever but it's God it's not because I am too anointed it's God it's not because of the fact that I am great it's God it's not because of my education it's God it's not because of my degree it's God tell them maybe that's how they will be saved Tell them that's the reason why you have peace in your heart. Tell them that's the reason why you came out of depression. Tell them that's the reason why you came out of sin. Tell them that's the reason why you came out of the bondage that the enemy has been putting on you. It's because of God. It's because of what the Lord has done in my life. Now, God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to do great things in this world that we are living in. At the cross of Calvary, Jesus came and died for us. There were many other people who had done great things before. You can go and read your Bible, you will see that there are many people who did great things. There is Solomon who did great things. There is David who did great things. But then Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he was the greatest work ever. He did the greatest work ever at the cross of Calvary. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter number 10, verse number 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus came and he did marvelous works here. He healed the sick. He did great works. He, 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 he delivered the oppressed. But then at the cross, as I said, he did the greatest work ever. He bled and died. He became a curse so that we may be rich he became sin so that his blood may cleanse us and watch and wash us from all unrighteousness we cannot produce great works with our own might we need to lean on the one who has done the greatest work ever which is our salvation 
That is Jesus that we need to lean upon. The greatest work that Jesus did above the healings, above the deliverances that he performed was dying at the cross. Matthew chapter number one, verse number 21. The Bible says, and she will bring forth a son, Mary that is, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. What a great work. Luke chapter number 19, verse number 10. The Bible says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In Hebrews chapter number two, verse number three, what a great work he has done. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who had him? It says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Many of us are trapped. Even as we speak this morning, there are things that have trapped you. You cannot escape. Why can't you escape? Because you are, neglect, you are neglecting such a great salvation. The work of the cross of Calvary. You are saying, I will go to church because I love church and I love God. But you are neglecting such a great salvation. How will you escape the sin that is so much heavy on you? How will you escape the depression that causes you to see yourself in a dark place where you cannot rescue yourself? How will you escape the things that you don't love and the things that you don't like but you are doing them anyway. Paul says, what I will not to do, that I do. But what I want to do, I just can't bring myself to do it. Why? It is because you are neglecting the salvation that is so great. How will you escape? Here is the way out. Jesus is his name. He died at the cross of Calvary. He did the greatest work ever done, which is to die for us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and wash us clean so that we can be those who are reconciled back to God so that we can be those who are called the children of God so that we can go back to a place where we can commune with God so that we can go back to a place of peace we can go back to a place where we know who we are and whose we are so that we can go back to a place where we can sit down even though things are not going well but we can be content because we know greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world but how will you escape what is sitting on you heavily unless you don't neglect the great salvation which was done for you at the cross of Calvary, somebody here. Don't neglect so great a salvation. Somebody died for you. Don't allow yourself to be a churchgoer and not have the benefits of such a great of such a great salvation. This helps us to escape. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will do. Alcohol will not do it. 
because you escape for a moment. And when you come back to your senses, your problem is still facing you and staring you on your face. Drugs will not help you to escape because as soon as you get sober, whatever it is that you are trying to escape is back staring at you. Sex will not do it. Many girlfriends will not do it. Many boyfriends will not do it. Aboma Kwapeni will not do it. This is a void that is God-shaped. Only God can be able to feel it and feel it good. Yes, you want to escape, but there is no way out. The only way out is Jesus himself. He's the only way out. He's the way into the kingdom and the way out of your problems. The way into the kingdom and your way out of all the things that are surrounding you that you want to get rid of. You cannot do it on your own. I don't know who's here this morning has been trying to escape. Maybe that's the reason why you are even here this morning. You are running away from something. It does not matter how many times you have come to church. You will not be able to escape it. It does not matter how many times you tune in online and watch us preach. You will not be able to escape it. It's only this great salvation that was attained at the cross of Calvary that can help you escape what you are running away from. What are you running away from? You will not escape it. It's not fake. It's not fake. I was going to say, what do you mean? I was going to say, what do you mean? I was going it will be closed. You cannot escape me. How will you escape if you neglect such a great salvation? Maybe today is your turn give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ great God great work he has done at the cross God has saved us and that is why he wants to save you even this morning he has saved us and he has called us so that we can also do not just do great works, but greater works. Because remember, he continues to do great works. He even brought Jesus to come and do great works. And now when Jesus came upon such a great work that he had already done, he, didn't, he, he then said, I've done my part. But greater works shall you do. John chapter number 14 verse number 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these, he will do. Because I go to my father. In John chapter number 5 verse number 20, the Bible says, For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. So the greater works are not the fact that we are going to do 
better than Jesus. But when he says, greater works shall you do than I have done, he means you will do more than I have done. He did it in a very short space of time. But we have the luxury of time. Especially if you are saved young. You have the luxury of time to do great and mighty things for God. And he says, we will do great and mighty things greater than what he has already done. So then if you aspire to be great and you aspire to do greater works than the works that Jesus did, you need to go then and, and go and study the works that Jesus did. And then you will know, you will find your place that you are going to do even greater works. So when it says we will do greater works, it does not talk about the, quant the quality, but it is talking about the quantity. The quality will be the same because it is the same spirit. The Bible says God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about to do great and mighty works. So we also have the same spirit. The Bible says if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead resides in the inside of us, yes, it does reside in the inside of us. And greater works shall we do. Greater works shall we do. We will do even greater works. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, somebody say amen. amen. The works of bringing many into salvation, the works of healing, the works of delivering His people. And we will do greater works even in that regard. Somebody say amen. But then the Bible says, even as we read, it says that those who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits. They shall carry out great works. Daniel chapter number 11 says it beautifully as I close. Remember God did great things. God did great works. He continues to still do great works. He sent his son and his son came and did the greatest work ever, which is our salvation. And when he went to be with the father, he then said, greater works shall you do. And now it says it beautifully here. I love this verse. Give me on the projector, please. Daniel chapter number 11, verse number 12. It says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. It says the people who know their God. Does it say the pastors who know their God? Does it say the parents who know their God? Does it say the bosses who know their God? It says the people who know their God. So then it says to me, woe unto a person who knows their pastor's God. Woe unto a person 
who is aspiring to do great things, who is aspiring to be great in life, but they know the God of their parents. But they are bold enough to say, my mom is praying for me. It is only those who know their God. It is not those who have heard about the God. But it is those who know their God that are going to be strong and carry out great exploits. Then look at this verse. I love it so much. It says, they shall be strong. Right? But how do you gain strength? Through knowledge of God. They that know their God, they shall be strong. So it says, for you to be able to carry out great exploits. Remember we said it is a good thing to want to be great. It is a good thing to want to do great things. It is a good thing to aspire greatness. However, for you to be great, you need to be strong. And for you to be strong, you must know your God. There is no one who will ever be able to stand the test of time unless they have a proper knowledge of their God. Not the God that you have heard somebody talk about, but a God that you have experienced for yourself. That is why I am praying this morning that each and every one of us under the sound of my voice may hunger and thirst after knowing God, after God revealing himself so that we can all know who our God is so that we may be strong. And then it says, and then they will carry out exploits. But in most cases, we want to start here. And when we start here and we are not strong, we will fail on the way. We need to know our God so that we can be strong. And when we have been strong, we will then carry out great and mighty works. So when you are looking for strength, it is found in knowing God. And when you are looking to do great and mighty works, you must have strength. You must be strong. Why do I require strength for greatness, Mamfundis? You require it because the enemy does not want you to be great. You require strength because the enemy is not going to fold his arms and look at you going on about your business becoming great. He does not want you to be great because he knows that in your greatness, God receives the glory. Remember, we said when we aspire to be great, God must receive the glory. So it means that each time I attempt to be great, the enemy is not just blocking me, but the enemy is blocking the glory that is supposed to go to God. And that is why I then need to know my God so that I can stand and be strong. And when I am strong, no matter what comes my way, am I going to fail on my quest of greatness? Yes. You are going to fail. How many times? I don't know how many times for as long as it is required. No matter how many times. Am I not going to make it? Yes, you will make it. Will it feel like I'm not going to make it? Yes. It will feel like you will not make it. But at the end of the day, you will make it. But you need to know your God. If you don't know your God, you will throw in the towel. There is no great man who did it once 
and was just successful just like that. It happens that some others see as though you did it once and you succeeded, but no. Behind that success, there are many failures that required strength. You require strength. You need to be strong. And the only way you can be strong it is when you know your God. And then you will do great works. You will do mighty works. You will carry out great exploits. Some of us, the reason why we cannot see the test, you cannot stand the test of time, it is because we have not taken time to know our God. We just come to church to mark a register. We have not taken it upon ourselves to know our God, to know Him experientially, to know Him for ourselves, not the God that is preached at church, not the God that is preached by Umam Fundis or Umfundis, not the God that is preached by someone who led me to Christ, but a God that I know walks with me each and every day know his character so that when the enemy comes you will know this is not God you are able to make out and say this is not God no matter how beautiful she no matter how beautiful the enemy she can look no matter how beautiful the enemy can <laughs> sometimes yeah he comes as a she no matter how beautiful he can package his thing but if you know your God, you will know this is not from God. No matter how nice it can be, no matter how nice it can smell, there are many things out there calling themselves things that they are not. So you will be able to make out to say this is not from God. This is not God. God does not operate like this. The God that I know does not operate like this. And therefore you will be able to stand the test of time and you will be strong in your conviction. You will be strong in knowing that God is coming for me and God is not going to leave me nor forsake me. It is the revelation of God that will keep you standing even during the storms. It is the revelation of knowing that He will never leave you nor forsake you that will keep you even in the boat, even when the storms come and they are boisterous. You will know that as long as He is with me, He is going to make sure that I get to the other side. The reason why Jesus and his disciples were faced with a storm it was because of just one thing that they did they aspired greatness they said let's go to the other side that's the reason why the sea became boisterous the way it did it was because he said let's go to the other side the devil wants you to camp where you are the devil the devil wants you to stay where you are the devil wants you to be satisfied with what you have the devil wants you to be satisfied with what he has allowed you. He thinks he's the one who allows and restricts you whether you can go this far or not. But I'm here this morning to announce to each and every one of us and anyone who cares to listen that the God that we serve is a God of advancement. He is a God who lifts people. He is a great God who wants to have great people doing great things for Him and great things for His kingdom. And if we can allow ourselves to be the candidates for God to show and display His greatness, we can then be people who need to know Him. Need to know Him. Because once you step out and say, I want to go to the other side, the other side of my career, what is happening on the next step of the ladder? 
I'm going there. Then the enemy comes and begins to cause a storm. And when he causes a storm, it's only those who know that he's here with me who will remain. It's only those who know that he will never leave me nor forsake me who will remain. Only those who know him. It says they will be strong and then they will carry out exploits. Don't rush to carry out exploits before you have received strength. Because that is why people will climb and climb and climb. And at the peak of their lives, they crumble down. It is because the strength is not there. The Bible says, if you faint in the day of trouble, in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So what is the cure then for small strength? The knowledge of God. Must know Him. Want to know Him. Do anything and everything that is going to help you know Him. Make sure that you become even inquisitive. After we have taught, go and ask Him. And say, Lord, reveal yourself. But tell us when you are a great God. How great are you? They've been saying you are great all of these weeks. How great are you? I want to have a personal encounter with your greatness. Show me your greatness so that I can go with your greatness to higher heights. So that I can climb the corporate ladder with your greatness in my conscious mind. Knowing very well that I serve a great God. Reveal yourself as great to me so that then I can be able to be strong and tested and stand the test of time. And after I have not given up during the day of trouble, when my strength is not small, when my strength is big, remember I said the day of trouble, yes, will come because will you fail? Yes. Maybe this project might not fail, but there are other things that might fail. So you need to have a very big threshold for pain. That's what strength is. A huge threshold for pain. That when things don't go your way, you stand. When things don't go your way, you don't sulk. You stand. When things don't happen at the time and in the way that you expected for them to happen, you stand. Why? Because you know your God. It's the knowledge of God that will help you to be able to carry out great and mighty exploits. I'm talking to a people this morning who are going to do great and mighty things for God. But I want you to know that it's going to take strength. And strength is only received through the knowledge of your God. You must know Him. You must know Him. You must know Him. Why do we say come to church every Sunday? Why do we always come to church every Sunday? It is in the quest to know Him. So that we can be strong. Because this world is not for sissies. This world, if you aspire to be great, the enemy will throw anything and everything at you. The enemy will want to, 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 to build bridges, to build things that are going to hinder you from attaining the greatness that you aspire to, to attain. But I'm here to let you know that you can be great. You can be great. 
You can be great. You can be great. You can be great. God wants you to be great. God wants to anoint you to be great. And God wants to carry out great works in and through your life. But you need to know your God and develop strength. Develop grit. Develop Developing in the spirit. Yeah, be bold and stand. If there's anyone that God has given me the privilege to look at citizen fundis, I've never seen such a bold person in my life. That when things don't go the way they are supposed to, because he knows his God, he stands. And if this door closes, force another one to open. Because you know your God. Know him. You know what he has called you to do. When the enemy comes with things, as in lousy, requires strength to stand and say no. Even saying no requires strength. If you don't believe me, there are people who can't say no. And their lives are a reflection of the fact that they can't say no. I'm going to example in Gafunu Genza. Manga Bungan Kon, who cannot banda banga was who say no. Namshande, they are living the consequences of not being able to say no. Saying no requires strength. You are going to require that strength even on the way up to greatness. Strength. 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 Be strong. Then you will carry out great exploits. No one has ever been great and weak at the same time. It does not work together. No one has ever attained greatness and they are crybabies. From today or not, wipe your tears. No Anyone who pampers you, you too much is not good for you. Anyone, 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 anyone who pampers you too much because we are told that when someone loves you, they must pamper you. But others pamper you too much to your destruction instead of telling you, no, you've cried enough now. Say right, man. Arise. Time to arise. Time to arise. Time to arise. Time to arise. Yes, it was not easy. Yes, it was painful. Yes, it was not good for me. Am I allowed to cry? Yes, you are allowed to cry. But don't cry too much. You have sat in this valley far too long. It's time to migrate. It's time to stand up and be great. It's time to stand up and do great and mighty works. There is a great God in the inside of you. Don't allow anyone, not even me, Say ma, okay, no, say right, man. Masang is in in your problems. Because your problems love pity. Yes. And each time everyone gives you pity, 
your problems become bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyone who pampers you too much, it's not good for you. Tell them, okay, no, it's enough now. And also tell yourself, self-pity is not going to help me be great. Strength is required for greatness. Not pity. It's not the people who know their God who shall feel themselves pity. Who shall feel pity for themselves and then carry out great exploits. It's only those who are strong who will be able to carry out great exploits. Tell your neighbor, wipe your tears. It's enough now. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. He is not coming back. She is not coming back. Ten years ago, he is not coming back. Dust yourself up. Get up. There is greatness in the inside of you. Come on. Come on. Come on. There is greatness in the inside of you. You serve a great God. He is still doing great works. And he wants to display those great works in and through your life. You can be great. Shout, I can be great. Shout, I can be great. Come on, shout, I can be great. Yes, you can be great and you will be great. Hallelujah. Stop feeling pity for yourself. Right. It's enough now. Am I allowed to cry? Yes, you are allowed. But there's a limit. There's a limit. Kala, I also cry. But who fuck? Who's And dust yourself off. Dala, sister, sister, lapaya, emol. I used to tell the ladies, even if I'm not my makeup, tell baby, eat baby powder. Yes. Don't look like your problems. No. 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 With your shoulders squat, with your chin up, whether you make up, you're you are on a mission. Is be great, greater than your problems, greater than your situations, greater than your circumstances, greater work shall you do, greater work shall you do, greater work shall you do. He was talking about you, he was talking about me. Greater work shall we do? Arise and do great and mighty exploits. Lift up your hands, we are praying. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. 
please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.